Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Demetria Sloan. Demetria, welcome. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be here. And where are you joining us from today? I am joining you today from the sunny Arizona. I am here celebrating my birthday and visiting my sister. And um, we're going to have some good reset and relaxation time today. So yeah, super excited to be here. Sounds amazing. I mean, I'm just jealous that you've been able to travel because we've been in lockdown for over a year now and and yet to travel. So very excited for you and and happy birthday. My goodness. What a great day to be with your sister again. Yes, absolutely. And the travel, it it was just being fully vaccinated. So I'm fully vaccinated and, and still wearing my mask and doing all of that stuff because I do believe that we need to still be conscientious about um, our health and safety and the health and safety of others, but that the freedom to to get on the plane it was a remarkable feeling. Yeah, well, I'm halfway through my vaccinations. I had mine just just the weekend, just before the weekend, and I was pretty ill as a result of it. But I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the second one will be a little bit less stressful there. <laughs> and I've also had COVID. I had it over Christmas, so I mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is so important to to keep everybody safe and and fit. And I just want to say thank you to Tanya Stell for bringing us together. Very kind of her to bring together this conversation. And I've got a really good feeling that it's going to go to great places. So let's just get cracking. What is it you're doing right now other than getting ready for your fabulous spa day? (laughs) Well, I just came off of my women's conference. I have a host of annual women's conference called Spring Into Leadership. And it was over three days um, last week, ending on Saturday, May 1st. And so I am really in a reflective moment right now, um, reflecting on the conversations. I've, I've been getting those messages um hey, I need this person's contact information. Hey, I need to do this. Like all of these connections that were made. Um, So I'm reflecting on that. I'm reflecting on so many of the conversations from the speakers, from the panelists. And I'm already starting thinking about next year and how I can add even more value to those who attend. Um, You know, Spring Into Leadership was you know, it, it started off as, as an idea that I had about creating this conference experience at this high value content for women and especially women of color. And I just hosted my fifth annual conference. So going from an idea to five years consistently is like, hey, that's pretty doggone good. (laughs) So I'm coming off of that. I'm also currently in the moment um, working on a couple of proposals 
um, for some training and development for a couple of organizations, one in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, which uh, it's perfect timing and alignment because I'm getting a certification in that, um, as well as another with just the standard traditional kind of leadership development stuff that I do. So it's exciting times. And it is also because these requests are coming, um, as you said, like being able to travel because all of these requests are coming, it it's an indication and a sign that we are starting to turn a corner from the pandemic. And I'm excited about that because things were quiet for a while. So turning a corner from a pandemic is one thing, but turning a, a corner in, in what you want to achieve with your leadership work, what is the mm -hmm. mission? What's behind this? Ooh. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot behind it. Um, but in terms of my overall mission is I believe that we can lead better. Um, I think the traditional standard models of what leadership is, who leaders are, is all just a bunch of crock. And I believe that we can lead in a way and in, a, in which it's holistic, in which that we're not talking about work-life balance or work-life integration, but life work and life's work. Um, where we are being authentic and true, um, where we're being um, compassionate and empathetic. And I know Brene Brown has kind of cornered the market on the about the vulnerability work, but where we're able to be um, vulnerable that allows all of us to thrive more. So that's kind of at the heart of what I do that I tell my clients, if you're good at life, if you master life, you can master leadership. So let's start with the holistic approach because another, um, dollar on the PL, another, um, you know, closing another deal or having another coaching conversation with one of your employees, all of that is great. But if you have chaos and everywhere else, that you're still not going to be an effective leader, right? So how can we be effective holistically? It makes sense. I, 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 I can see what you're saying. And when you say we can lead better, who's the we? All of us. <laughs> Each and every one of us, you know, I know that we are all leaders in some sort of way, right? We all lead something. Even people who don't count themselves as leaders um, have leadership capability and capacity. You know, leadership is just, uh, don't, you know, you count yourself a leader if someone follows you. So if you have one person who follows you, you're a leader. Um, so that is, is at home as a parent, that's in your families, that's in your churches, that's in the schools, that's as teachers, that's as um, politicians. Let's not even talk about politicians. Talk about do we need to revamp on can we lead better? Um, so all of us can lead better because we all are leaders and we should be really instilling early on, especially in our children, that you can too be the type of leader who is compassionate, who is empathetic, who is vulnerable, who um, 
who will lay it all out on the line for yourself and for others. Um, you know, we can we can start that really, really early on. So we all, when I say we, I mean the collective humanity. <laughs> so when you say it's, it's quite a big mission, it is a big mission. It is a big mission, but I'm not the only one that's doing this work. And I recognize that. And I think there are many, many people doing this work. I think even you hosting this podcast is a part of that work um, about telling the stories, sharing the space for all of us to get better and all of us to grow collectively. And it is that collective effort that's going to make the difference. It really is. And when you you talked about your spring into leadership and you're reflecting on the conversations that you, and from the panelists, from the, the messages you've been receiving from the speakers, again, it's it's listening. It's it's mm-hmm. you you're listening to what was said and then what can then be done because so often we we hear lots of information we take on board lots of knowledge but we don't actually apply it and it's that application that we're looking at now application is so critical oh my gosh like <laughs> have all the plans you want but if you don't have if you don't implement if you don't take action then it's it's just a plan. And so one of my favorite, all-time favorite quotes, um, because I do believe in having a vision, I do believe in mission and all that stuff. But one of my all-time favorite quotes um, is from Joel Barker. And it says, vision without action is merely a dream and action without vision just passes the time. But action with vision can change the world. And so you have to be able to take action, meaningful action. <laughs> oh, I, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. And, and we, we are speaking the same language for sure. You know, and you're talking about the authenticity that's needed, the truth that's needed, the the empathy that's needed and the, the compassion that's needed within all of this. And, and again, of course, the, the vulnerability elements of it. What what is it you're you're actually doing to affect this change other than hosting conferences and going into companies? What else is it you're doing? Oh, I do a lot of things. <laughs> um, very involved in women's initiatives and women's organizations. I, I serve on a board locally with the Orlando Science Center. I live in Orlando, Florida even though I'm here in Arizona today, serving on that board to um, advance that type of education, right? Um, I'm a, what we call silver member, but life member, 25 year plus member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, which um, is also the same sorority that our current Madam Vice President also was initiated in in her college days. And, you know, our mission is service to all mankind. So I'm very engaged and involved in community service and in giving back. I serve as the first vice president for the National Alumni Association for my alma mater, Xavier University of Louisiana, which is a historically black college and university here in New Orleans, Louisiana. And so I'm very engaged and involved also 
with alumni efforts, but really also connecting with the students. I just love, love connecting with those college students who are just amazing. I think our future is very, very bright with so much promise and hope. But all of those things in terms of my community involvement, in terms of my work, all of those things, you know, I bring me my full self. And so that that full self of me is always focused on how can you lead? How can you lead better? How can I support you? How can we um, how can we grow? How can we um, really change the course and trajectory of the future? Um, always forward focus. And with that forward focus, is it is it that you are often not appreciating the moment or are you able to do both? You know, I, I, that's why at the start of this, uh, <laughs> I started this conversation, I said, Hey, take it at spa day. And, and what am I doing? I am reflecting, right? Because you have to reflect. You have to be able to be in the moment. You have to acknowledge the successes. You also have to acknowledge the struggles, right? And so that acknowledgement allows us to me, that allows us to really focus forward with much clearer eyes. You know, they say hindsight is 2020. It doesn't have to, hindsight doesn't have to be 2020. You know, it with with the time to reflect, to think, to process, our forward looking can also be 2020. So where does a drive come from? And where where does it start? <laughs> Ooh, where does it start? Um it's it's so interesting because people ask me this question. It's just a lot of this is kind of how I've always been wired. Now, certainly I've had some great lessons from my parents. They're very hard, have been hardworking, diligent, wonderful. Um, I've learned a lot through observation of my parents as a child, but I also was the kid who was rallying people on the playground. You know, I also was the kid who, when my friend hurt herself, carried her on my back and brought her to the principal's office so she would be taken care of. You know, I also was the person who was speaking out and very vocal in disagreement when I felt that things weren't right or that people were not being treated unfairly. It's kind of always been a part of my DNA um, and I do believe that that whole that nature and nurture thing, there's there's some things that we are wired with and then how our life is shaped and manifested around those things we're wired with. I think it comes out. Um, but also the passion or the drive for me is. Really just wanting the thing life to be better for as many people as possible. And better is not some prescriptive thing or not a dollar amount. What better is for that individual's choosing, right? Because I think if we're all living our own individual better, there's such a freedom that comes along with that. And there's such a really in terms of how as a collective, if we're all living our own individual better, we can just not help but have just goodness abundantly. 
So uh, collectively achieving individual goals, that's the, the mission. Yeah, well, you know, because, you know, and, and of course we come together as groups and as teams and we do certain things and we have certain goals. However, if you have that discontent and that turmoil within, or if you are, you know, you can achieve, you can work on something collective and, and have that moment of success. But if you still have that struggle on the inside, you're still not in a better place, right? So then it, it is that there's a sense of, um, I don't I don't like using the word failing necessary, but it is kind of like that internal failing, like, or I'm, yes, I participated in this great thing and we accomplished this great goal, but I'm still struggling inside. And so if we can get that alignment, inner alignment, then when we have those collective or do those joint ventures and things like that, they're even better. They're even sweeter. So how are you delivering that message at the moment? How do people hear what you've got to say? um, (laughs) Well, doing podcasts like this. (laughs) Um, So doing podcasts like this. um, Also, we talked about hosting the conferences and events one client at a time. I think a lot of times we try to do really big splashes of things, but sometimes it's one conversation, one person, one client at a time that, that makes it happen. Um, I talked about some of my community involvement activities that I'm, I'm in. My sister and I, we also host a our own video podcast we do um, called Hey Sister. And we, we share all types of conversations and have these conversations and share these messages about how can we be better? Yeah. And how did the video podcast start? How did Hey Sister originate? Well, it originated because we always have very, um, we grew up in a home that we have healthy debates and we have rich conversations and we wanted a vehicle to bring the conversations that we would normally have to life. And that's just how we greet each other when we call each other on the phone. Hey sister, how you doing? Hey sister. So that's, that is how the Hey Sister podcast was born and how those conversations are being shared with a larger audience. And again, we talk about every topic under the sun. Um, We we leave nothing, um, nothing is really off limits, but it is still a part of that. Those conversations are about how can we all be, how can we do better? How can we be better? So it sounds to me that this desire for betterment is never gonna end. It's gonna be a constant evolution. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I, I, you know, um, my father always told us, you know, you, the, you stop learning the day you die. Right. So that's when we stop learning. That's when we stop evolving. And, um, you know, I personally believe we should always be in pursuit of that better, always in pursuit of that greatness for us in that moment and that space when you have that, like I said, it's a sense of 
comfort and freedom and like, yeah, I can, I, I, I like this. I like this space. This is good. And, oh, but then there's something yet else to explore. Oh, but there's something yet else to, to learn and, you know, getting better in every, every sense of the word. So mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, just in every sense of the word pursuing better. And yeah, it is, um, I guess it's part of my own life's mission. And you said that you've always been wired that way and that you had great lessons from your parents. Have there been struggles along the way? Has it always been easy? Of course, there's many struggles along the way. Amy, what kind of question is that? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be human if there haven't been struggles along the way. You know, I like to think that everything is perfect, but no, not so much. But, you know, but with struggle, with sacrifice, with all of those things, you know, there's this duality with everything. You know, you can't have... um you can't have uh, courage without having fear, right? You know, you can't have health without sickness. Like, you know, we have this duality in everything. And so of course there's, you can't have success without struggle, right? Um, and so, yes, there've been struggles. There's been, you know, the, one struggle I think everyone has had at some moment in their life is just the struggle of self-doubt, you know, like, oh, is this right? Am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? You know, I've had that struggle. Um, I, you know, got into entrepreneurship and I started my own um, business out of, I guess, a struggle. Um, I didn't totally see it as a struggle, but it was a struggle um, or it was a loss in that, you know, I was, I lost my job. You know, we had a reorganization, you know, it, and it's like nice that they come up with fancy terms for it, but other, but at the bottom line, I was fired, right? Like me and 200 of my other friends. So, um, and yes, that was a loss after spending like 12 years with an organization, but it also was such a releasing moment because I was finally released into being able to fully walk in kind of my purpose and in my passion. The thing I loved most about my, my work was coaching the people who uh, worked for me. And so then I was able to then move on into coaching full time, right? Um, and so starting a business, that comes with certain sets of struggle, right? Especially when you're bootstrapping it and doing it of your own resources. Um, there's all the things that you know and that you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know until like you're in the middle of it and you're swimming like, okay, all right, I'm already in the deep end here. So now I got to pedal really, really hard to figure this stuff out. And so, yeah, those are all types of struggles, but you know, it's all a matter of perspective. And that's why I call my, um, my company vantage point. That's why I named it vantage point coaching, because it's all about your vantage point. Is that a struggle or is that a learning experience? Is that making you stronger? Or is it building you better? And, you know, when you start working out, like I need to be working out more right now. And I'm sure we all could, you know, work out a little more. We always have that as a goal, right? But when you start working out again, after you haven't worked out for a long time, you ache. You're hurt. 
Even those who work out all the time on a regular basis, there's those moments where you push your push yourself physically to limits. But you do that so you can get stronger. You know, we do that so that we have our muscles have greater resilience. Those muscle fibers get um, broken down, reshaped and reformed and all this stuff and get stretched. We, we stretch so we can have greater flexibility and we have greater resilience, right? So all of those struggles, metaphorical struggles and real struggles, um, they make us better. They really do. They make us stronger. And you can't grow without struggle. Well, that's a pretty good answer for what kind of question is that, Amy? (laughs) (laughs) I I knew you'd have something wise to share there. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like, you know, of course, I mean, I think we too have to embrace the struggle when we're in the midst of it. It can be difficult. But as I mentioned earlier, when you take the time to pause, to reflect, to think, one of my friends, he has this whole pause, breathe, and reflect movement that he's doing. When you take the time to pause, breathe, and reflect, you can find the silver lining. You can find the gold in that struggle. You can find the purpose in the pain if you take that moment. And just reminding ourselves to take that moment. I love that. And you're you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of people's purpose has been driven from a position of pain and, and not wanting that to be the case for others. They then become an activist in a particular area or it really drives them to to find a solution and yeah, the duality, as you say, going back to with everything, the successes and the struggles and, and the courage and the fear and, and the, the health and, and the, the sickness, you know, obviously everything has a flip side and mm-hmm. it's it's about understanding that. And, you know, you had a wise parents. You, you were ahead of the curve with your personal development at a young age, which, you know, set you in good stead. And, and I'm sure those, those moments, as you said, we all have those moments of self-doubt, but but empowering these new leaders and saying that the the traditional leadership model was, I think, in your words, a bunch of crop. <laughs> <laughs> How are you seeing, um, in in particularly in America, the the leadership transitioning now? Well, you know, this past year has been a doozy here in this country. Um, if you watch any news <laughs> or read any of the you know, the 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 newspapers of record here in this country. It's been a difficult 2020 was a difficult year. We're coming up on the we just finished the Derek Chauvin trial um, for the murder of George Floyd. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of that day that we all saw that video that really caused us all to take a a gasp. Um around the world, right? Because I think you all saw it as well. You know, we're coming off of of a year where four years um, of really toxicity from the highest levels of positions of leadership. And I want to be very, very clear about that. 
Because there are people who have positions of leadership, but that does not make them a leader. Um, so I think more people are starting to understand that title, position, the working yourself to you, you know, kill yourself, um, or that you have a heart attack um, in your role. That uh, that old model is it needs to stay. Uh, it, it needs to become a relic. It needs to become <clears throat> a cautionary story that we we tell for years to come. But we're coming off of this time, and then we're still going through some our own, still some tumultuousness um, because I think we're trying to come to terms with. And then this is where the struggle has come in. And in my view is we're coming to terms with, wow, the things we've been doing for a long time, they no longer serve us. The way we've been leading and talking about leadership for a long time is no longer serving us. The way we've been giving up so much of our own power to people in positions is no longer serving us. So I think there's just a lot of reckoning that's happening right now. So stay tuned because it's not done yet. It, you know, we haven't fully figured it all out yet. And so in my role, as I work with my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients, or if I do any type of group coaching or training is, is helping that those who are before me in that moment get through that reckoning right to to see that there is a better way to to get comfortable with trying on new habits and new skills and new ideas and new ways of thinking encouraging them to give themselves some grace and be gentle with themselves because, hey, we're creatures of habit. So we will fall back into comforts and habits and routines, even when they're not serving us no more, right? So yes, it's my birthday. And I got all of these free coupons to go get all of these wonderful birthday desserts. But will that serve me? It might, but then what's the downstream consequence, right? So we have to, we're at that reckoning spot, like, okay, we got to keep pushing forward to make these better choices and lead differently. Because so much has happened in the last several years. Um, we really see ourselves at this inflection point and crossroads in history that we've read about and now we're living it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know I, if I totally answered the question, but I, I you, you, to you totally <laughs> answered the question. And and I do I do pity anyone who goes to study history in, in the next 10 years, because, you know, when they when they look back on this period, it's there's been so much change. There really has been. And it's as you say, there has been many days of reckoning, many sort of moments and, and weeks and months and and we are working out what truly serves us. We are mm -hmm. figuring that out, you know, and it, and it is a case of 
knowing that we we have a voice as well mm-hmm. and that it is being heard you know that that it's not falling on deaf ears that we are making a difference together mm-hmm. and yeah it takes us right back to sort of where we we started with in, in making that difference in wanting to to continue using the mission using our our why to to have it find this betterment and I'm doing it through the podcast you're doing it through your podcast you're doing it through your 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 work your coaching work and and you are making this huge difference and your sister is also I know doing her own work as well which Mm -hmm. I will be having her on the show in the future to share what she's doing as well so I'm very excited about that but I I wanted to sort of we're, we're wrapping up now and I wanted to just ask you about something you said right at the beginning or about the the difference about work-life balance. And then you said, no, it's life work, it's life's work. I just wanted you to to give me a a sort of an understanding about what that means for you. Yeah, I do do this workshop called the Work-Life Balance Myth. And as I've done it, you know, multiple times now, and, 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 you know, recently I've just had to like tell people, listen, People, the new term is work-life integration. Listen, your mother gave you life. She did not give you work, right? (laughs) And so the fact that we have put work ahead of life is where we've gotten it off from the beginning. It's about how do I live fully, authentically, holistically and how can I my work the work that I do the contributions that I make the choices and how I choose to earn an income or give you know or give of my time and talent because that's a part of our work too and giving of our time and our talents right how I choose and what I choose to align with in those ways we would have very different conversations of, and and more people would not be going to work miserable and dreading the monday morning um you know and i there's a statistic out there somewhere and someone can research it and find it but it's like you know that's the day where the most heart attacks happen monday mornings before work that's because we put work ahead of life. <laughs> yeah. So if we can start, and even with my kids, and I do a better job of it some days than others, because, hey, I'm a parent, so, you know, I still can mess up. But what do you love? What do you enjoy doing? What makes your heart sing and makes your heart smile? Now, if you can choose that as you decide on going to college, because we've all said you need to go to college, go to university so you can get a good what job so you can go to what work. No, let's talk about your life and how do you want to shape your life? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want to be able to do and enjoy and an experience? Now, how can we then pursue a profession, a career, and opportunities that make all of that make the life possible. Because then you won't you you won't work a day in your life. You just like enjoy what you're doing, 
because it's fueling and it's aligned with your life's vision, your life's mission, and your why ultimately. Wow. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great way to frame the conversation. So thank you. How would people get in contact with you, Demetria? How would they reach out? Yes. So they can find me on all the social media platforms at Vantage Point Coach. At no ING, just Vantage Point Coach. Um, my website is also vantagepointcoach.com. You can look at springintoleadership.com to see some of my past conferences, some pictures and images, and check out what we've been doing there with that um, experience. But I'm on all the social media platforms. You can also search Demetria Sloan on LinkedIn and find me there. I have a Vantage Point Coach site on LinkedIn as well. So you search that, you'll find me. Well, I, I will be sure to put all of those links into the show notes. So thank you very much. And thank you for giving me this time on the very early hours of your birthday morning. I hope you have a fabulous day with your sister and, and decline all of those treats that you've got coupons for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best on that one. I don't have too many promises there. <laughs> but I do want to leave you with uh, something. Um, because a, a good friend of mine sent me a message this morning and it looks like like a little devotional or not a devote, but you know, just like an affirmation or a book that you read every morning, kind of get yourself going. And um, and he sent me this message and he was like, you, you continue to inspire because on this May 5th day, there's, uh, it says, it says rise and shine. And it talks, it's about starting over. And there's a quote here that says, it's no disgrace to start over or to begin anew. And so wherever you find yourself, this is for the folks who are listening, wherever you find yourself, if you feel like you have um, lost your why, lost that flame, um, struggling with your purpose, maybe you've been doing something for a long time and it's no longer serving you, guess what? You can begin anew. You can continue to pursue something better. You can make that change. And so um, go for it. There's no shame and there's no disgrace. And there is no time frame like, oh, I can't do this because I'm 40, 50, 60, whatever. As long as you have breath, you can start anew. So Keep, keep starting anew, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.